listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 66 on Ed Reach. Gen Con Recap. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, August 25th, 2012. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. That, that wasn't so big. A big voice. Jerry? This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. we got a lot of that this week, don't we? We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm 17-foot-tall Wookiee. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were that hairy, though. <laughs> I'm Jerry. Okay. And Jerry, tell us about yourself. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher in Chambre, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, Jerry? Mm-hmm? We went back to school this week. Yeah. That That's kind of tough. Yeah. It's good. It's it's good, but it's just getting back in the in the groove. Yeah, I had to take a nap yesterday. <laughs> uh, while you were at school? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been tough. Especially after the week before. Yeah, we had a good week before headed into it. So. So that was pretty good. So you started uh, Wednesday. Um, for an institute, yes, Wednesday, and then. The uh, children came on Thursday. Okay. So just one day of institute, but you had like six, right? No. Well, well, we started Monday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday were institute days, and then half day Wednesday, and then full days Thursday and Friday. And I kind of like that. My wife went three days of institute last week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and half day on Monday, and then the rest of the week were was full. And I. I was like, I was dying, and I'm like, I don't know how that, she made it, but she that's did. Brutal. Yeah, we just had this is the first year that the kids started on Thursday and started what in, in starta instead of Wednesday, and that was pretty nice. It was nice to have just two days of the week because you know the first day is pretty much lost just in general. So yeah, it's nice to only have two days and then we get a little break and then we'll head back. It's uh, especially since my grade level we passed. I'm guessing over a thousand netbooks um, this week. So that's getting, a couple. That's that's what? That's a couple. That's a couple. And and so it's one of those things. Getting all that together, getting the kids access. We now have Gmail, uh, Google Apps, and Education for our students. So getting them logged in. We have Moodle. So getting them logged into that. There's a lot going on. And then we switched over to a new website service for our school district. And my website got jacked up because of the changes. And now it looks like I'm going to have to spend some time, um, I guess, recreating my pages on this new system. But it doesn't look too bad. So that's there's there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on. And I want to be so f- – I have so many ideas that I want to use this year, especially with the computers. And i got to remember that we just got to do some baby steps. And kind of move them along because I definitely want to get into some of the gaming that we've talked about in previous shows. Yeah, it's awesome. Nate, you said your website got screwed up? Yeah. Huh. It, the conversion, well, we have a new we have new naming uh, convention for our websites. 
Uh, it's not just, you know, it was unit5.org. Now it's it's different. And now the old site has old in front of it instead of www. Uh, that's weird. I, I went to your site, zachgilbert.com, and it seems fine. Down. I mean, your, your picture's there and everything, so. That is not. That's Z-A-C-K-G-I-L-B-E-R-T.com, right? That's not mine, Jerry. That's, that's not yours? Oh, I thought the show endorsed that. No. Oh, well, it's got your picture on it, though. <laughs> Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> that is totally... I would never dress like that, nor have my hair looking like that. Yeah, that's just not good. Are you judging people? I would have expected more. It's No, it's just not me. That's you. style. That guy's too cool for me. Oh, I see. I see. That makes sense. He's too cool. So, no, my school website for my. Oh, okay. So the naming conventions changed. I had some. I had special menus that were created by um, a former a former employee, a friend of mine, and used. I'm guessing some. It used some JavaScript and such, and it just was not pointing in the right direction. And I'm not about to go through everything and change all those addresses. So I'm just going to try the new system and see how that works out. I wasn't really that worried about it. I just wanted to find a way to bring ZachGilbert.com into the conversation. I'd love to have that address. <laughs> not that is not me. That's not me. So schedule-wise, you have is it similar to last year? You have some of your special classes. Yeah, um, it's a little little cut back this year. I teach a lot of. Um, we've been rearranging a lot of our curriculum, so I teach a lot of 3D design, which is like clay and jewelry and metal. It's like shop class meets art class. Okay. Teach a lot of that. Teach um, little digital photo this semester, and then uh, of course we've got our after school club. We did get good news about our our whole hive project, um, that thing we've been working on. This week we got accepted to give a presentation at uh, the National Art Education Association Convention, which is going to be in Dallas-Fort Worth in March. Really? Yeah, so I get to take a trip down there and present, which should be cool. And you, you take the kids? No, but what we're going to do is have them log on live in the virtual world during our presentation, so they will technically be there. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Very good. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, yeah, my schedule is pretty much the same. I have a block in the morning, language arts and literature, and then three soul studies classes. And I have a tutorial class, which is kind of an uh, enrichment mm -hmm. class. You can, it's not study hall. Yes, they can work on some of their schoolwork, but they can get help. Hence the tutorial. They can get help from uh, the teacher that if it's math work, they go to the math science work they go to the science teacher language arts they stay with me uh, soul studies they stay with me and then also we can do some enrichment within those areas well of course with our computers this year i'm hoping to have them they'll be my guinea pigs i guess <laughs> but i think they'll have fun doing it and we'll be learning along the way too and that's with the games that we want to bring into the classroom, which, you know, Minecraft, Portal 2, and Civilization, which we've talked about many times before, and I won't bore people with that. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can email me at edgamer at edreach.u. Or check his website, zachgilbert.com. Love it. Jeez, Jerry. Okay, so it's the title says Gen Con Recap. So we're going to kind of go through 
semi quickly is you know because we don't talk a lot at all semi quickly <laughs> uh semi quickly about our day or three days well my three days at gen con jerry's two days yes we'll talk about that too so wednesday so we presented at the trade day show trade yeah the trade day show at gen con which is actually on wednesday that is, it's people from the uh, education community, the librarian community, and the game shop owner community. And we have speakers on all different levels. And we went in there and talked about games and standardization and testing and how that works together and how it doesn't work together and why there's problems with that. So that's, we presented there. We had, it started off, it looked like it was, we were going to have a small room, didn't it, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little, I mean, it, it looked probably by most standards like your your typical, you know, mega convention type room. You know, like anytime you go to a ton of these like educational conferences, you know, it was probably, let's see, let's see how my photographic memory is. There's probably eight tables deep, three, four seats at each in each row something like that so and then we had standing eventually we had people standing in the back of the room that worked out well yeah. we did internet access yeah and we, we had to yeah. adjust with the you know cables and such and power and of course you need power for your the projector and hopefully next year we'll sign up ahead of time to where we don't have to worry about that Sorry. they were you know they i mean they were more than accommodating uh, oh, yeah. they, they got us a screen and they gave us everything we needed. I think I forgot for a little while that we were not at a technology and education conference. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not ICE where they put like the the Wi-Fi hub like six feet from you to make sure that you have full single <laughs> signal. You know, it's a board game conference, so <laughs> they're like Wi-Fi. No, why would you have Wi-Fi? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> next year, next year we have some type of. Of access because it would be nice to show some videos and such, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But this is this was held. Uh, was it the fifteenth was Wednesday, and is that right, Jerry? Fifteenth was Wednesday, sixteenth, seventeenth. The actual conference goes sixteenth through the nineteenth. So we were there the day before. It was it was nice. It was nice to get there and see everything, see where the layout of what was going on. This has expanded. I was there three years ago. It has grown immensely and i can't wait to see the numbers of people that actually attended because it they said last year was small and over the four days the four days of the conference there was 120,000 people that came over those four days about 30 some thousand unique ids but you know so consistently those 30,000 were there for all all four days but the numbers were so much better this year, so it'll be <clears throat> it'll be interesting seeing how that comes out. So we did the we presented, we stayed and kind of saw some of the other presentations, and that that worked out pretty well. At the end of the day, we had a it was kind of uh, the developers and game uh, game developers started showing some of the some of the games that they're coming out with or already have that could be used in education. Now those rooms are pretty small. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in that. I three years ago we had plenty of room we had bigger space for that that's something I, i'm definitely going to make sure that we um tell them you know next year please give us bigger rooms uh it was very crowded and packed um that was one disappointment yeah and i think they even spread out 
further than they thought they were going to because they started moving a bunch of people into a second room and then that second room got packed because they had like like almost 30 vendors scheduled in a room where you know like eight person tables were essentially touching each other and you could you could really only sit down you know one or two people at each game and uh, i was crawling over people to get in and out of that one room yeah it's it's something that definitely like i said three years ago we had plenty of space plenty of room to move around and go from room to room to see the different development yeah i would agree there of of anything that could be improved you know i mean they had an awesome amount of vendors awesome range of of games all different kinds just maybe a little more <laughs> a little more leg room would have been nice yeah i'll talk about the uh the two that i kind of i i played with and then jerry you can talk about the ones you uh you played that night cool. uh, but hamster press is a independent developer i played a game called rome 1572 it was an old map of Rome from 1572 and the map you could use it wasn't really it wasn't really necessary but there were pictures down below and you would have a it was almost like a role playing where you would decide it was like a a continuation of a story you'd see the first picture and you would say that hey I think this is what's happening and if nobody challenges you then uh, that that piece sticks and then the next person goes and then they add a piece and if somebody challenges you roll with a six-sided dice <clears throat> just by chance you know to uh, see whoever had the highest roll if that challenge wins then they can change it vice versa or you can keep the story as it is so that was that was interesting which led to the next one which was called snaps uh, snapshot 1969 and the guy that was there that was demonstrating this game actually drew these cards I saw those those were cool it was very it, it major events uh, in the year 1969 put them into uh, pictures, and you would tell a story by using those pictures. Was now, my parents' wedding one of those? It might have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might have been. So that was it was a storytelling game, and you didn't even ha- you don't even have to know about the events of 1969 to play the game. You can just kind of see the pictures and kind of guess what they are and then a teacher uh would kind of guide you through and explain could explain or the students if they're interested enough they could try to figure out what those cards mean and and go from there but that that was the that was the first game i played and then the next one and i wasn't even sure i was going to even see this but wizards of the coast was there and we i got to play uh jump into a DD next uh play test and I used a predetermined character. I uh, played a cleric, a first-level cleric, and played with. Uh, let's see, there were one, two, three, four other individuals at the table, and it had been a long time since I have played a sit-down D&D game. And I had a, we had a great dungeon master, we had a great DM, kind of worked us through it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And the others who uh, were more involved with playing, you know, tabletop um, D&D. They enjoyed it. There were a few little things that they had questions about, but overall, it was very, it, it was so much fun. Cool. That's something that I'm definitely going to look at and getting my local game store here, seeing if they can have some people come in and we can do. That was one of the pushes, wasn't it, Jerry? Talking about getting game stores into the libraries local libraries whether it's the public library the school library 
bringing some games in to have a game night to introduce games to the kids, board games, role-playing games, card games. I think that's a is a great way to build a relationship as long as you have a, a trustworthy and good uh, store within your town. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm going to look at here very shortly because I have a lot of kids that would be interested in these type of games. So what were the games that you played on this trade, trade day show night? Um, I went through a lot of really quick games. Oh, I forgot to add one to my own list. Um, now i got to see if I can remember it. Um, I'm going to fly around my list here. Um, the first One of the first games I sat down to play, because, you know, my first time being there, I really wanted to look around, and I didn't want to get stuck in a game that was going to take an hour or two because I wanted to see everything that was, you know, that was being put out there. And uh, the first game that I ran into was just this little game called Snake Oil. And so this is by the people that do, um, let's see, I mean, again, it's, uh, what's the uh, the name? Oh, it's not the Apples to Apples, but. Um, uh, out of the Box? Yeah, Out of the Box. Um, <clears throat> so that's the that's the name, isn't it? But they had one other really big game. Uh, Apples to Apples is the the big game that's that everybody knows them for. Okay, I thought there was one more. Um, that we had been talking about, but I'll see if I can remember it. Um, so Snake Oil was kind of a cool game, very, very simple, and actually one that I'd really want to bring into my classroom for when you know kids got extra time or they're just sitting around. Or um, I think it's more of like a creativity-type game. It was kind of fun. You got like five cards, and the five cards would say you know different things on them, like uh, excuses, tarp, uh, mouth, nose pen whistle you know like all all kinds of random things and then uh the person would draw a card the you know whose ever turn it was and they would draw a card and it would have a word either uh usually a either some kind of an animal or or a career or something like that so give you an example um i used excuses and tarp because that's what i had in my hand when this guy drew it and he drew teacher as the card so then that person says Okay, you have to combine two of the five cards in your hand to make a product that you're going to sell to the teacher. So you have to, you know, and, and they have to be together. The words have to be together. So so I made an excuses tarp, you know, for all your excuses for late homework and all those things. Sometimes you just got to, you know, bury yourself under the excuses tarp so you don't get hit with them all. And and we went around and it was like a, there was a some really, really funny ones. Um, it was a good time, you know, and then the, the person that the teacher, the person that, that drew that card gets to decide, you know, which one they're going to buy. And so then that person gets like, you know, a point, not a real intense point type game or things like that. You know, not, not as much about the winning as it is just kind of, uh, laughing while you're, you know, making up these different things. So it was a cool game. So out of the kind of out of the thinking. Yeah. Yeah thinking i think that's that's fun yeah yeah you you know there's it was going to be goofy you know there were some that just weren't going to work at all so kind of you know it's not like you never really felt <laughs> felt like you were losing you know you're like oh man this is not going to work and you knew it wasn't going to work but then it was usually even funnier um so the second game i played was called killer bunnies and i guess this has been out for a while um kind of a crazy game um it has it very much of card game where you're um you know playing against someone and you you're rolling dice and um 
you have uh, some little markers and you're, you're building. Let's see. Have you ever played this game? No. Okay. So you have to, you have to like build up your resources and the goal is you're trying to kill the other person's rabbits, <laughs> their bunnies. Um, and, and they're like, you know, the, you can eat the other person's rabbits and it sounds really demonic and weird and it's killer bunnies, but the artwork is like super cute cartoon artwork, you know? So it's, it's this like paradox going on the whole time between, a um, really evil superhero bunnies and, and really, um, or villain bunnies and superhero bunnies and bunnies saving other bunnies. And it's, it's insane, but the artwork is really cool. That's what actually drew me to it. Um, they had a lot of pop culture references in the artwork. Like there was a Rosie the Riveter rabbit, you know, but she was like Rosie the rabbit. And she had this like, you know, she was like she could knock one of your bunnies out with her with her strength and things like that. So it was pretty funny. Um, it took me a little while to, to learn their card game. But two art teachers actually taught me how to play it while they're sitting there. So so it was cool. I really liked that one. Um, Pittsburgh 68 was kind of a cool game. Larry Wickman was the designer. Game Wick Games, which I'm assuming was uh, his game, his game uh, company. He actually was there. He sat us down, and you know, uh, this was a cool game. It was it was kind of like my obsession with The Walking Dead. You know, anything with zombies is cool. So um, you get to be like, uh, you get like three players, you know, a simple card game. You you get to be a couple players and and all the players are in like the town. And your goal is kind of to survive, but you're also going against whoever the, the dealer is. He's the zombies. And so you can acquire weapons and you can work together and, you know, like you can, you can help each other and um, volunteer hit points and things like that. And, and uh, you can always outrun a zombie, but that depends on the roll of the dice that you get. Lots and lots of rules. I was glad I was playing it with this guy. Uh, Would have been a little tough to figure out, I think, on your own. It's a little more advanced dice game and card game, but uh, a lot of fun and also very cool artwork. Uh, so then I went for something totally different, which was Castellan. I think I'm saying that right. Um, kind of a cool game. It's it's all it, this one was more hands on because it was uh, you could you would draw cards and they would tell you which pieces you could take and you'd literally be taking these tiny pieces that are almost like almost like um, they're almost like Legos. They connect, you know, and um, you, essentially what you were trying to do is build courtyards. And when you completed a courtyard, like all four sides, then you got to put your colored tower in the middle. So, so there's a little bit of luck with which cards you were drawing, but there was definitely some skill and strategy. Um, this one came to me right away just because I, I saw them building things. So I thought about some of my 3d classes. Um, and, and it doesn't really have much to do with building, but it is really good with like geometric shapes, things like that, understanding, you know, the foresight of having to look ahead to see where you're going to put these, all these different lengths of, uh, walls and stuff so that you can form the courtyard so it was, it was a cool game i liked i really liked that trade night it was fun that was a lot of fun now um i'm gonna pronounce it uh Kirkos, Kirkos, oh man carcassonone ah oh, i can't remember how to pronounce it it's uh it's c-a-r-c-a-s-s-o-n-n-e 
I can't remember how to pronounce that dang word. I hear it all the time. It's a game, and it sounds like it's very similar to that, where, where you're kind of just building along. You get certain pieces. Okay. Go along with it. Yeah, it's, it's that looks that looks fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Now, I need your help because I can't remember the one game that I should remember that they had an entire room dedicated to, and it was like the new one that they were putting out that year. Oh man, card game, um, Magic. <laughs> um, no, it was like it ended in up, slap up, smack up. Oh, smash up. Yes, that was it. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a new one. That was a good game too. I I learned just a little bit about it. I, again, I didn't play it because it looked like a more intense, you know, type game. People were sitting there for 30, 45 minutes while they were while they were playing. But uh, it was it looked pretty cool too. They had a lot of people promoting that game, so it's a good one to look for. Oh, hold on. Always running the site. Let's see. I'm going to see if uh, my flash player Carcassonne. Playing Miriam Webster Carcassonne. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's the. Like I said, I was looking up an online like pronunciation. So those, yeah, that night was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Thursday, <laughs> the beginning of the day, we got there and we stood in line for a while to get generic tickets, which we bought too much because the games we wanted. You buy, you can buy generic tickets just to go and do anything that you can jump in on certain games. That's what a generic ticket does. You can get online and uh, reserve a spot, but those aren't, you don't use generic tickets for that, and that's a different type of ticket, so on and so forth. So next year, I think we're going to do a better job in, in getting into games that we want to get into. But it is nice to have some generic tickets because you kind of, you can jump into some of these other games. Yeah, uh, I spent all mine on the... Uh... On the war games, they were yeah. fun. The virtual oh. virtual reality war game. <laughs> yeah. So we got the tickets. We then uh, did our Gen Con interview, which posted last week on EdReach, and that was a lot of fun. So you'll need to check that out. Then we went to the exhibit floor. We were on the exhibit floor because that's where the interview was. And you saw a game that kind of interested you. I, you know, <clears throat> it was my first year at Gen Con, which I said before, and I, I was not. It's, I wasn't, I didn't know what I was expecting. Um, it was different than whatever I was expecting. There were some awesome costumes. The costumes were unbelievable. Um, but with that being said, and this is a kudos to you, any history teacher that has never checked out board games for the classroom, simply because of what risk has done for, for military and strategy board games, any history teacher that has not checked that out is really doing themselves a disservice. There are so many time period based and and more importantly or, or more interestingly, ones that cross those time periods. You know, like I forgot what the guy was saying, like you could take, you know, Attila the Hun in an army versus the Nazis, you know, like just having to in that sounds like exciting like yeah that sounds fun but there's so much um so much about each of those societies that's built into the games that you have to understand so we came across that game it was called moral conflict 1939 and uh the the guy that 
was there kind of described it to us but i was stuck on on the box just because was it what was it did you roll a die that had like one of those five things on there or you drew a card or something but there were five dimensions and and it was military economic moral diplomatic and technological and you could kind of like attack or strengthen or what was it like uh each country each country that you chose had different ratings in those areas. Like you could be a superpower, but not have much morals. So I'm trying to remember exactly how he, how he described it. Um, so you, and, could balance it. you could balance it out and you could decide that I just want to really focus on one aspect um, of the game. And so maybe I, maybe I focus more on military, uh, yeah. less on, you know, moral, you know, and then, Maybe I'm more economic, moral, and diplomatic, and maybe somebody else is focused focused on military, economic, and techno- technological. Yeah. So you can, the, you can win the game in many different ways. It's not just basically a military game, but it's it's kind of breaks it down. And you see it with Civilization, uh, the game Civilization. You know the different areas in which you can win and focus on. Yeah. No, that's. I just. I thought that was awesome. That was. Uh, that was fantastic. That that you know it really exploited those, those different areas and um, just looked at those different areas. And man, I mean, you you want to talk about high order thinking skills and kids, you know, really taking all things into consideration. You, that's what those games are asking students to do, and it's a, it's a great way to do it. Sometimes I think those things, get a little bit lost in more complex games. You know, like uh, if we if you're using a computer based game, sometimes it is asking you to do those things, but you can almost forget you're doing them. But board games, they have such a power of making those things so clear, you know, because whether you're rolling a die to do it or whether you're flipping a card in that category or whether you're, you know, it just I don't, it seems so much clearer. Maybe that's just to me, but um, well, it can, it can do it for you. you right. Know, right. Away from playing D&D and playing the online version, you know, you kind of forget about all the different things that would be done in the tabletop version because it's automatically being done for you within the uh, within the video game itself, and that's that's totally true. So, and yeah, I think ahead. there is something to be said, and <clears throat> I was the, you know, I spent a lot of times. See if I can unlodge my foot from my mouth a little bit. I spent a lot of times backing up, you know, the the power of of video games and the power of all these games because of their online. You know, I think we we always used to say like, oh, there's you know, there's online collaboration and you're talking to people and and you're talking to people all over the world, and and that's all very true. But um, Gen Con just definitely reminded me back of being around a board game. And interacting, you know, standing across from those people and interacting with those people. I mean, just a totally different, totally different. I don't know. It was fun. I mean, I just I literally had fun. It was just fun to interact with those people. I was. <laughs> now, we went with my two good friends uh, along with us, uh, Justin and Mark, and they were concerned that <laughs> they were concerned that you weren't having fun. And I had a blast. I actually had the best time. You're like okay you know is he having a good time really tell you kind of went off on your own a little bit because you know in fact one of the times that we were um we got into this game called bolt action so after the floor after the interview we i 
we found this game called Bolt Action, and it's a World War II uh, miniatures game. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole board set up. And you had hills, you had trees, you had destroyed, you know, partially destroyed buildings. And you would actually move. There's a whole rule book. It was a thick book. And we had somebody helping us out, of course. Uh, and that's that's what makes it important, especially for a game. That you, and that, that's what makes Gen Con fun is finding new games. But you need help in understanding these games. Yeah. So we had somebody to do that. And we had these miniatures. And Justin and I were on the uh, British side. And Mark and this this kid, he was literally, I, I don't think he was older than 17. <laughs> He was he was there and he, they were playing the Germans, so we just kind of you measure things out. You have angles, you have you know arcs of shooting. Um, we have different. Uh, we had tanks and personnel carriers, and we're we're having this battle, and it's you know, but there's so much thinking that's going on. It's not just about yeah, it's about boys playing with toys and, and tanks and stuff, and that's fun. But it's outthinking the other person and coming up with different ways of of um, tactically uh, working through the game. And it's by chance too, because man, oh man, my rolls were so bad, <laughs> horrible. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot. Of, that was a great game. And you know, these games that we're talking about, we're going to put links in the show notes so you guys can check them out. The last thing I did that day uh, was uh, go to the wizards wizards of the coast keynote and it was about D next and i have that linked on there and that was a lot of fun just learning about the next iteration of D, kind of going back to its roots a lot of people there's a lot of disagreement and be, from the last generations of uh, the rule set for D&D and it looks like they're going back and kind of simplifying it making a core rule set and then if if you are into it a little bit more uh, you can actually add more rules onto it and it's giving more flexibility to the DM to bring in rule sets that are liked and push out those that you don't like so it's going to be interesting and it's all based too on books that are going to be coming out on um, you know, for the storyline of D&D. So it's it's going to be quite, quite interesting. So I put the keynote on there, the link to the keynote, and check it out. If you're into D&D, this is something that's very exciting. It looks like it's going to take a couple years before it all goes out, but it's, it's very exciting. So anything else about Thursday, Jerry? Because you kind of... Um, <laughs> You kind of had to part, uh, kind of leave. I, yeah, you know, I unfortunately I had some school meetings that uh, that I had to attend on Friday. So my Gen Con experience was two days: the trade show day, which was awesome, and then um, and, and I I think I had I, I had a lot of fun that night trying the different games. Um, but I think I actually had the most fun at the conference on Friday, um, and I I know I was. Uh, I was dodging in and out with you guys. And that's, that's how I do conferences, uh, especially ones I've never been to before. And this one, I'm telling you, if you've never been to Gen Con, it's, it's something that you just have to see. And I was just trying to see the whole thing and it is insane. I mean, 
the convention center down there is enormous and this thing spreads all throughout it did they did they ever get the the like magic stage going i mean they had like a huge television set and flags and did you see all of that oh that's the thing this whole this the convention center is huge and then it also spread out into uh the different hotels <laughs> that are connected to it. Yeah, it was huge. There was a, no, there was like for the final magic showdown, the final game where they like the winner won, you know, the magic title championship. I mean, it looked like a world series of poker thing. <laughs> like there were these camera, like professional grade cameras on the trolleys and everything. And like all these flags set up with this giant background and curtains. And they had a backstage area. It was insane. And uh, I, you couldn't even get me out of that virtual reality machine that I just kept playing, which was awesome. And uh, I, you know, the artwork alone, we talked about this earlier, the artwork that's there, that's where I spent a lot of my time too. And uh, I got some great stuff for my students and some great stuff for myself. All the, most of the artists were there. So they'd sign the stuff that, that they did. Um, a certain person I got a photo of um, in the back there is doing signing autographs. Well, we, Oh, I saw that. Yes, I did see your picture. Pretty cool. And he has a show called tabletop. Uh, teaches different board games to friends of his and, and I guess, you know, uh, actors and actresses. So he was back there, back in the art area, and that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. So Jerry took off, uh, but I stayed, and Justin and Mark and I, and that was kind of nice because then each of us had a place to sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going there. Okay. I mean, I had a bed, so I was fine. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That, I'm glad that worked out for you. <laughs> so Friday morning, we head back. This is our last day. Uh, played Access and Allies. Ran into a friend of mine from Bloomington Normal, um, Tom, I'll just say because I don't want to use his last name. But he, I think he's actually part of a local game, uh, local gaming convention here called FlatCon. And I've been over to his house and played have played some games uh, at, his, at his place with a lot of guys. And He's, it's not, it was great to see him there and he, he found us a spot to play Axis and Allies and he was like, which one do you want to play? And we've never played Guadalcanal and Guadalcanal. And so Bless you. we got to play that and I played with some guy, I think he was from Ohio and Mark and Justin played and it was, that was a lot of fun that, that was good. And then also uh, Scott Meach, who is one of the founders of EdReach and iEar, uh, and he also has app, was it app of, uh, oh goodness, app of advice. Mm. Look that up, Jerry, real quick. So I okay. that up. He has a couple apps out on the uh, iTunes app store for education. And saw him there, and he got into an Access and Allies game. We got a plan better next next year so we can get, uh, get to get App of approval. App of approval. App of advice. Sorry, Scott. App of approval. So... Also, another friend of mine that has his MMO game called Repopulation. We hooked up with him, saw him there. He was looking at maybe bringing his game, um, kind of showing it off at the exhibit hall, but it's more of computer-based. So I told him I said it would work out okay, but I think he's got a, a bigger aspirations of getting into you know the computer world, and he's trying to um, promote his game uh, at different conventions. So he was, uh, he's been very busy with, with that and some of his other work, but we got to sit down and play a game called Spartacus, a game of blood and treachery, which is based off the stars, <laughs> uh, 
uh, <laughs> Zara's series, and not appropriate for the classroom. <laughs> Just put it that way. But it was a lot of fun. That was that was a good game. So I have the links for that. Um, lastly, um, I think it was uh, it, it was it was a great convention. I had to come back with a gift for both my girls. My youngest is so easy. I found a Star Wars T-shirt, and that's all she needs. The other one, not into. She likes games, but not really into it as deep as as my youngest and I are. And she loves to draw, and that's an area that you saw in the back of the convention, uh, the exhibit hall, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman that drew dragons, so he actually signed the uh, signed his the picture for my oldest daughter, and she thoroughly enjoyed that. So a big thank you, Jerry. I'm worn out here. You know what? I <clears throat> I really could not have enjoyed. Gen Con more. So I'm thankful for uh, you guys for, you know, taking me down there um, and for Ed Reach for sending us um, and for them for having us as press, which was awesome too. But it was absolutely incredible. And I think there's so much that needs to be so much that, that in the age of technology and in the age of fast moving and, and, you know, when the most popular game in the world is Angry Birds and things like that, just so much that's, I don't want to say forgotten because the number of people that were there is incredible. The following for these things is still insanely alive, but I think sometimes it just um, gets overlooked by common culture and mm-hmm. pop culture. But uh, man, the games can teach you so much. The collaboration of hanging out with the people teaches you so much. I agree with what you said. Um, libraries, huge into getting so many of these games. And then uh, combining with, I ran into a couple store, you know, people that own stores, retailers that own stores. And they were all, you know, yeah, I just, I, I was I was actually chuckling because the guy said, oh, we used to have tournaments every other weekend, but but, uh, my, you know, my best players just graduated and went away to college. And he was, like, really depressed because he used to have these kids come in, like, once or twice a week, you know, and, and have these huge tournaments. And he'd give out prizes to them. And, you know, what, I mean, what a good environment for those kids, too, that really got into it. So, I think board games are making a comeback. Well, I'll be ready because they are awesome. And I was – that game that you played, the bold action game that I saw you guys play, I mean – just amazing uh, the the amount of rules and everything that were involved and tape measures flying out and you know it was cool it was cool a lot of fun. that was a great time so thanks for all helping us uh get there through edreach and you know <laughs> thanks to my family for letting me go <laughs> uh, a big bonus i think that's it jerry i think that's it i think uh we're, I, we gotta start jot down plans for next year i'm ready I'm already ready. PLS, Gen Con. Yep. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Why is it still 90 degrees? Ready for fall. It was nice for a while. Ugh. Now it's getting hot again. Ugh. If you're in the southern part of the United States, watch out for Isaac. You're in, you're in southern Illinois, aren't you? <laughs> Be quiet.